Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another new car special. Today, we're diving into a facelift that, in hindsight, I should have expected, but I was still surprised nonetheless. I was like, oh, hey, Nissan is paying attention to this car. Okay, cool. I'm, of course, talking about the 2023 Nissan Altima as it debuts with a new grille and larger infotainment screen. The 2023 Nissan Altima has been revealed sporting subtle visual tweaks and improved tech, including a larger infotainment touchscreen and a quest to remain desirable and relative in our SUV-dominating world. What do you mean, and relative? That wasn't me reading it wrong. That's how it's written in the article. That's... okay. As hinted... As hinted at by our earlier spy shots, the facelifted Ultima is distinguished from its predecessor by the redesigned V-Motion grille that has a black chrome treatment in the pictured SR grade. The, the mask has a simpler look and integrates the new Nissan emblem on par with the rest of the range. The sporty looks are enhanced by standard LED headlights, US won't get the new LED headlights that were spotted in China, and the new 19-inch alloy wheels, a 17-inch for the SV. For 2023, Nissan offers two new exterior shades. Gray Sky Pearl, looks, that looks to be the color shown in these press images, and Garnet Pearl Metallic, and an optional single panel moonroof. Interior updates are focused on the new 12.3-inch uh, infotainment touchscreen from the Nissan Armada, replacing the previous 8-inch unit. It features wireless Apple CarPlay and wired Android Auto connectivity, Nissan's door-to-door -door navigation, and Nissan Connect services. The Ultima is offered in S, SV, SR, SL, and SR VC Turbo front-wheel drive grades. They all come with front-wheel drive as standard, while the SV, SR, and SL are also available with Nissan's intelligent all-wheel drive system. Depending on the trim, the Ultima can be equipped with a 7-inch digital instrument cluster, zero-gravity seats with optional leather upholstery, an 8-way power adjustable driver's seat, a wireless phone charging pad, a Wi-Fi hotspot, a 9-speaker Bose premium audio system, active noise cancellation, and Amazon Alexa. The Safety Shield 360 suite, including the basic ADAS systems, comes standard in all trim levels, while the more sophisticated ProPilot Assist and the intelligent around-view monitor are fitted in higher grades. The Ultima is still available with either a naturally aspirated 2.5-liter four-cylinder engine or a 2-liter VC variable, I believe it's what, variable compression turbo four-cylinder engine. The former makes 188 horsepower, 140 kilowatts, 191 PS, and 180 pound-feet or 244 newton-meters of torque in the front-wheel drive layout, or 182 horsepower, 135 kilowatts, 184 PS, and 178 pound-feet or 241 newton-meters of torque in the all-wheel drive trim. The more powerful and turbocharged engine is, all, is only available in the SRVC Turbo front-wheel drive grade, producing 248 horsepower, 182 kilowatts, or 251 PS, and 273 pound-feet or 370 newton meters of torque. Both engines are mated to, yeah, mated to the Xtronic CVT transmission. Ugh, can we get rid of CVTs in 2022, please? That comes with paddle shifters from the SR grade upwards. All Altima models come with independent suspension, with the SR benefiting from a sportier setup. Sales of the 2023 Nissan Altima in the US will start this fall. We expect pricing to be slightly increased compared to the 2022 model year Altima. With all of that out of the way, let's dive into looks. And, you know, for the most part, it still looks like the current Nissan Altima, save for maybe a slightly different floating C-pillar. It seems to be a little bit more Nissan Maxima-like, where it's a bit sportier and continues all the way to, like, the base of the rear windshield. I kind of like it. It's, it's a little bit of a wraparound effect, which is kind of cool. If we go to the face, you have the Nissan Shield face, but now elongated. So instead of maybe having, like, a lower, frowny, lower grill, it 
you now just have the shield all the way in the face from from like base of base of the yeah base of the body top of the grill all the way to the bottom of the front bumper it's basically it's like i want to say for lack of a better word car height but that's probably that's not quite right either way it's like a nearly full height grill we'll call it that so do i dislike it um I don't, I guess I don't really dislike it. At the very least, with the SR grade, it's blacked out, so you can't really see it as much, and that is nice. So, in this SR grade, I'd probably give it a, uh, I'd give it a 7, a solid 7. It's nice and aggressive, and it stands out, and I also like the rather big side, uh, side intakes at the front bumper there. They're, they're a little oversized, but also, I'm liking this front end. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Solid 7 in the SR grade. I, I imagine it's going to be like a 6.7 in any other grade. If we go to the rear, again, it's largely the same. If a little flat looking, I'd probably give it a 6.8. Not bad, just a bit flat. I think a little bit boring, especially for the sporty trim of Ultima. It's, it needs a little bit of doing up. Hopefully the aftermarket will fix that. Wheels look good. The side profile is... Uh, I'm going to say a 6.7. Eh, 6.7, yeah. It's, you know, it's a Nissan Altima side profile. It's not bad. It's not great. I just think it's it's a little bit generic. And now, having said that, I do want to point out that I'm one of those people that hates how a lot of current people say, oh, all cars look the same right now. It's like, no, you just can't tell the difference because you're not paying attention. But if you take away all the details and look at just the general outline, it's a generic sedan outline. So, yeah, that's why it's got a relatively low score. If we go to the interior, those wheels are cool. They're almost infinity-like. If we go to the interior, ooh. That's not bad. I like the I like the Nissan airbag cover. It's small, circular, very nice, very very nice. So interior, I think I'm gonna give a seven point one, six point nine, six point nine. I think the, the materials and the design it looks just a little bit outdated. The touchscreen up does modernize the interior, but not not that much. For the most part, it does look like an interior from maybe like 2018, 2019, which makes sense because this generation of Ultima is from roughly around that time period. So. It would look just a little bit outdated here and there. Like, this looks like a Mazda interior from 2015. Now, that's not to say that Mazda interiors from that time period are bad. They're not. They look great. But Mazda's moved on. A lot of other automakers have moved on. So it seems like Nissan's left in the dust just a little bit there. It's not a completely antiquated interior. It's just not as modern as what other... It doesn't look to be as modern, in my opinion. It doesn't look to be as modern as what other automakers are pushing out at the moment. But... I think one of the bigger selling points is going to be the variable compression turbo. Though, having said that, the power does seem to be a little bit lacking. This Ultima does seem to be a little bit lacking on power, like 180, what was it, 184 for the front-wheel drive, 181 for the all-wheel drive? Let me see here. Yeah, 188. Not bad, but for a car this big, it's like, 200 minimum would be nice. That, that'd be preferred, but I suppose it is what it is. So overall, I would give this car... I give it a 7.2. It's a good, modest facelift. I mean, visually, it's perhaps a more than modest facelift, but I think as far as the things they've changed and added, whatever, it is a modest facelift. So 7.2. Nice job, Nissan. Hopefully, this brings you a little bit more sales, and I'm excited to see what the reviews say about the variable compression turbo in this vehicle. In any case, I hope you all enjoyed this rather short new car special. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. 
please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have one with the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.